you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So for those who didn't know, Halloween is literally one of my favorite holidays. So it was only right that this episode came out during this week because it's close to Halloween. That just happened almost two days ago. I really do hope y'all enjoyed this week's episode as it was super informative because like always, I'm always learning a lot from my guests. And this is dedicated to all the witches out there. So I hope y'all had a lovely Halloween. I wasn't able to dress up because I went to my homecoming, but I saw the costumes and I was jealous. So I really do hope y'all enjoyed this week's episode. Please make sure to support by buying coloring books, sign up for the Patreon, or last but not least, if you just want to buy your girl coffee, make sure you hit the link in the show notes below. I really do appreciate y'all's support thus far. And until next time, everyone, later. Welcome. You are now listening to The Professional Homegirls, it's the kid Ebony from the PhD podcast, the only place where you would hear interviews from Black women anonymously on stories that would enlighten and expand on taboo topics. Now, if you hear someone that sounds familiar, mind the business that pays you, child. If you like the PhD podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please, five star reviews only. Hold me down, don't hold me up. Merch is now available on the site as well as my book list, so please make sure you visit the link in the show notes below. You can connect with the kid on Instagram at the professional homegirl and at the PhD podcast. If you are on Twitter, please follow me at the PhD podcast. Now, if you are all caught up with episodes, listen to the bonus episodes by supporting the PhD podcast Patreon account. To support, please visit www.patreon.com forward slash the PhD podcast. Now, please keep in mind that all of my guests are anonymous. So let's begin this week's episode. So I'm super excited about this week's episode as my guest will be sharing her journey on using magic. So to my guest, how are you feeling today? I feel grounded. Okay. Grounded. It's been, things have been a little turbulent recently. So being to me, I think that's the best place for me to be in right now is grounded and here and present in the moment because Everything is so chaotic, so as long as I'm here, everything's good. Chaotic within your personal life or just everything that's going on in the world? 
Well, I like to think that it's all kind of interwoven. So there's a lot of stuff going on on every level of my life, even with just my clients and what they're experiencing and just the world and the state of it. I try not to pay much attention to all of the main events and current events because it could be a little overwhelming and toxic to the mind, but I still am, I'm very tapped in. So seeing all things happening and then things happening in my life, happening in my loved one's life and my clients, it just is, to me, it's just, we're all experiencing this collectively. So it's just been chaotic in that way, but I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think that we, that means that, you know, we're moving towards a change because that's typically what happens when there's discombobulated chaos. That means there's a change of brewing. Mm-hmm. So I take it as a good sign in spite of everything. Are you exhausted? Me? <laughs> or do you get exhausted? Because I can only imagine how much energy you're around. Um, I do get exhausted. I, you know, from a clinical perspective, I don't like to subscribe to it, but, you know, I am diagnosed with like major depression and very low functional, according to them. I'm not, I work, a, I work a lot every single day, way more than I, you know, ever would have been projected to, but I do get real, I'm, I have a lot less energy than most people do. So I overcompensate by doing a lot. So I think sometimes when I'm tired, like yesterday, like I'll just have a major breakdown breakthrough. It's my Scorpio rising. It'd be playing with me. <laughs> and I, but it will just all clear away because I'm an Aquarius. So like I can have, but I have a Pisces moon. So anybody who knows signs gets that, but I cry a lot, but I really don't care afterwards. Like I'll like really have a breakdown. It will be really, really severe. And with the depression, it's, you know, it's been really bad, yeah. but then the next intense. day, Cause yeah, I'm an Aquarius. But, oh yeah. But then the next day I get up and I'm like, ew. Why would I? Why would I ever be crying like that? So, like nothing happened, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of being exhausted, I guess when I am exhausted, that hits. But for the most part, I kind of just I don't always afford myself the ability to be exhausted because I know there are so many other people who are and who are tired. And being a leader and being an influencer, some of my friends call me. I hate that word, but I, if I am, I am. But Sometimes, you know, when there's other people that are dependent on you and they may not even know, it just mm-hmm. keeps you going. That feeds me. So I don't yeah. think about being exhausted because my energy comes from my people. And that that's why being grounded like I am today, that's not a typical thing. I'm normally in the stratosphere. So being here is how I like detox from that for a little while and get back to me. So, yeah, I get tired, but I don't. I don't think my tired is everybody else's tired, so. Right. I'm just curious. When's your birthday? January 22nd. Oh, okay. Mine's February the 8th. See, I don't... Me and February Aquarius is, man. We're, we're, we're different. You're more sensitive and I'm more emotional. Sensitive is a crazy word, but okay. I, I would say, yeah, like... I. I think that Aquariuses in January lean like Capricorns. Like, you know how people say Capricorns are the devil of the Zodiac? Like, Aquarius is, Aquarius is right there. Because right. you have... Not- February Aquariuses are kind of like... They're kind of like the... You, you know when you see when people talk about Aquariuses and, and they, look, they look weird, they like aliens and stuff, they wear tin hats. Like, you just have the eccentric idea of an Aquarius. Mm-hmm. where they just say anything and they're weird that's a Pisces that's like or more like a Pisces that's a February Aquarius but mm-hmm. the other type of Aquarius is like real like is is almost anarchist and super rebellious doesn't hang out with people really isolated kind of stoic and because it's a fixed sign they can be really hard in their views even though they believe in freedom so that's where like a lot of a lot of like fascists and neo-nazi type people have a tendency <laughs> to be Aquarius <laughs> That's like an Aquarius male thing, but they're normally January Aquariuses because they have that more sturdy earth sign connected to Capricorn energy. So mm-hmm. like when people talk about Aquariuses being weird and fun and stuff, I'm like, nah, man, I'm, I'm just, I'm just 
over the bullshit. Can I cuss, by the way? I don't know if I can cuss. Okay. 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 <laughs> I got to make sure because I don't know who the audience is. I don't want to offend nobody, but I, I give it up. So. Yeah, give it up. I mean, I can tell this is gonna be deep. Like I'm comfortable. I'm relaxed. Like we got to get into it. Oh yeah, I got the I got the ginger ale going on. Like once ginger's in my system, I'm ready to go. So before we begin, what do you specialize in? Ooh, because you do a lot. I like to because I can't say I'm a jack of all trades. Jack of all trades, master of none. That that quote goes further, but. It's just super complex, and I try to avoid things that are over complex. That's my philosophy interest. I keep it short because that's what makes more sense. But so I can't say I'm like a jack of all trades, but hmm. I guess like the the traditional, like the Renaissance man or mm-hmm. Renaissance woman. I'm gender fluid, so it doesn't matter to me. Y'all call me whatever you want. But yeah, like a Renaissance person or. I say a polymath because a polymath is someone who studies multiple different subjects and tries to be a master of those subjects. So you may be like a lot of the great philosophers that we know were like Plato, Pythagoras, Socrates, Aristotle. They were well-versed in way more than just philosophy. It was math. It was science. It was uh, sound frequency, colors. Pythagoras was like super into vegetarianism and veganism like in Greece so they just had different focuses so I like to use that word so Uh when it when it comes to what I specialize in I don't my friend Lava says I've lived many lifetimes in my short life and I really have so I wouldn't I don't really even fully think I specialize in one thing or the other I'm just a creative Uh and I believe that reality is what you make it. I'm a writer, so I like to write realities. That was like my introduction to that. And then I'm also, you know, a mage, a magician, uh, you know, witch, whatever you want to call me. And I make my reality, but then also living that spiritually and making sure that's my lifestyle, but also my internal feelings. It's a, so I'm a very wordy person. So shit off. Yes, no, so it's just mad words. Like, I think ultimately my specialty is just creation mm. and experience because I like to tell people I'm not a thing, I'm an experience. Mm. So, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a feeling. <laughs> like, well, no, yeah, like, when I step into the like, there's a really cool quote from Twitter. I think it's the guy on Twitter is uh, Doth the Goth. I think his name is, but he said, like, be the reason that the lights flicker when you when you walk into a room. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to be. Like, I want to be that experience. Like, when I walk into the room, everybody's, like, shook. And they don't know why, but that's just because I just stepped in, you know? Like, I've, and because I create my reality. So if that's what I want to feel, I do. And if I want to be somewhere and nobody see me, I do that, too. There's a lot of stories people have of me just sitting in the back of parties, just in the shadows with a hood on, smoking a blunt, because like no, that's no, because nah, I sometimes I just want it to be invisible, and I would want to see people experience things because I'm a creator. But to create, you have to watch, you have to observe, you have to see, like beyond what you normally see. And I'm obsessed with other people's perspectives and like what life may be like from their eyes. So I would just sit there and smoke and just watch them. Mm-hmm. And that's the best part about it is, is about the creative part of me is that I could turn it into anything. That's why I can't say I specialize in anything because I make music. I'm a classically trained vocalist and I play three instruments. I've done theater. I've done dance since I was a kid. I write, I can, you know, novel type stuff, not like little poems. Cause that's not me. I can do that, but that's not my vibe. And then I, make magic and I do meditation and visualize worlds and astral travel it just to me all is the same thing so I guess that's my specialty is creation do you think magic has become trendy unfortunately yeah <laughs> I think I think well there's two different words like there's magic with a c and then there's magic with a k both of which are really really important but 
like for a whole master magician to have, like you should be able to master both. But magic with a C is the illusion type magic we see, stage magic, sleight of hand, which you need stuff like that when you're a magician. But it, it's making people believe in a reality because a lot of the manifestation stuff is self-hypnosis and that's mm-hmm. mentalism. And mentalism is a magic with a C thing versus magic with a K thing is almost like it works quicker it works it, it defies normal odds and in a lot of ways can be dangerous and because there's so many I guess because of the world we live in right now people are really sensitive about a lot of things mm-hmm. so a lot of the more occult and esoteric and arcane parts about magic and the creative chaotic parts about it don't really get expounded upon people just tend to rely on the books that we've been given and the people who have talked about it before and then they just add that they like they just like make a collage of stuff that sounds cool but it doesn't really make sense and they just kind of mismatch it together and then they use self-hypnosis to believe it's real Mm. which isn't necessarily how magic works so magic is trendy but witchcraft is ten- is trendy because it always kind of was but i was reading books like uh what's the name of the book excuse me <clears throat> the temple of high witchcraft i think it's by christopher pent pent pegnizet i'm sorry for mispronouncing his name but mm-hmm. it's a really really deep witchcraft book and i read that when i was nine years old mm. yeah, and I thought that's you off. I feel like everybody wants to be a witch, but that's very trendy. It it is, and unfortunately, a lot of people it, it it's because there's so many different magic traditions across cultures, and a lot of people are getting back to ancestral practices, and so they see the connection between spirituality and magic, and they can't kind of make them the same thing. And even though to be a master of magic, you need to be a master of your spirit to do magic you don't have to have any type of spiritual ideas or beliefs and you don't have to do the things that are commonly taught in spiritual ideas so what a lot of people are getting into is either ancestral or new age spiritual stuff and then the track down there is you find maybe wicca because it's easier Mm -hmm. to access and it's newer even though they try to make it seem like it's ancient it's very very new and it's young um or they find mystic traditions like brujeria and um voodoo and those type of things and people flock to that because they want to have this access to things that they don't normally have not understanding that they're living in the form of black that they that people commonly say they don't want to live in or they're not living in anymore spiritually like to like not live in lack but if you're using this thing to get you something that you don't believe you can get on your own that's more of a spiritual thing. It's almost religious. And magic can be religious. It can, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be spiritual at all. And, but people attach them together. And so a lot of the practices that we see as witchcraft are just modern new age ideas with magic thrown in there. And like full moon rituals, most full moon rituals aren't, like a ritual and a spell aren't the same exact thing. Mm. Rituals are more spiritual, spells are more magic, and they kind of function different. They can be on the same terms, but rituals are typically spiritual. Like ceremonial magic is more ritual-based, but most modern magicians kind of have shied away from that, or people who are into the occult but want a more modern approach they kind of shy away from that and go to chaos magic approach which is not rituals and that's more spell work but Mm. these these differences don't get talked about because people don't know about them they don't understand how magic fundamentally works they understand how it works from a spiritual perspective and that's where the trend is coming from because everybody's getting closer to their spirit as they should Mm-hmm. But it doesn't inherently mean that you're a witch. It doesn't so make can, you a mage. So how can someone find out? Because I didn't know that. Um, well, it, it depends. I have like a lot of different ways of going about it. And of course, I'm a student of life. I will mm-hmm. be on this path for a long time. So I got stuff to learn. But I'm, I'm maybe, I act like I'm an old head. I'm real young, but I act like I'm really, really old. 
I believe in writing like papers and literary journals and doing studies, like doing scientific studies on spiritual things. I believe in um, writing essays and doing speeches. Like I believe in this being a long-term practice. So nothing I say is static and nothing I say is um, going to apply, I guess, to everybody because everybody has their different ideas and we can all talk about that as we grow and we grow as a community. But for me, there's a lot, there's a few different ways that you can know. And the most basic way I can think of is there are innate practitioners and then there are study practitioners and every other type of magician is somewhere in between that. Mm -hmm. So you, and most people in this day and age are like, if, can you imagine it like a scale? Like you see, you know, innate on one side and studied on the other side. Most people lean closer to studied with mm -hmm. a little innate. And, and they call it the same thing as if someone who is more innate than studied. The difference would be is that someone who has innate magic is like me, for example. I had one of my exes let me know one time. Anytime I got upset, it would rain even if we weren't nowhere near each other. Like if he was out at work, it would rain around where he was and not around me if I was upset at him. And then it had with my friends. And then it happened when I wanted it to. And then I started practicing it. And that's where the study comes in. But innately, it would, the weather was responding to me. And that type of gift is, is actually rare because atmospheric phenomenon can be very damaging. So... I never, I don't really talk about that too much because I don't want people to feel like, oh, I can just control the weather. You know, no, because I can't. I, I had to study to figure that out, but it, it is an innate part of me that responds to me. So that's an entirely different thing than someone who studies weather magic and is able to do a rain spell to make it rain. And everybody can't do a spell and everybody, because everybody doesn't need to, and everybody can't just do it all feeling there are some people right? exactly well everybody right. has a twinge of it. it's like energy in the air so i can never say that nope like you just can't do it like everybody can sing if they, they're taught how i'm a classical vocalist everybody i've ever known professionally has always said that it's not that people can't sing even when people are tone deaf you can teach somebody to have a better ear you can teach them to create the right amateur with their mouth to sing so I can't say that not everybody can, but not to the level that they think that they might. So when you imagine this, you know, idea of what a witch or a magician or a mage or a cultist, whatever you want to call yourself, when you imagine this idea of what they are, that's kind of like what people try to live up to instead of respecting where they're at and what they're good at and seeing where they can take it is more like an ideal than it is an actual gift. So I don't know, like you can, any regular person, like I have spells on my website, any regular person can buy one of them. One of the easier ones, I have a rating system so you can see, and you can buy it and it will work because it works on if you believe in it, magic functions on belief. And it, it also functions on how many people do it and how many people believe in it. So there's ways like you can, that's how hexes and stuff work. That's why normally someone will send something to your house to freak you out because you have to be, you have to be scared in order for it to work. It's not going to work if you both parties don't agree to believe in it. You so know? can magic work if you don't believe in it? Yep. Mm. <laughs> and people keep saying it can't. And I keep telling them they dumb. <laughs> Right. Mostly because you always got to think about, and I think about this often because I know my spiritual rank and I know my magical rank. So I, I, you know, I keep my head on swivel, even though I'm always cool. But people don't consider there's always somebody who's thinking about your precautions. There's always a spirit or a thing that doesn't care what you believe in, even if, let's say, you don't believe the devil is real. Like in the spiritualities I'm connecting to, the devil isn't the devil. It doesn't exist on that terms. There's, there's no good and evil in a dichotomy that exists in Western stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But 
demonic or dark energy can still get attached to me and use the face of the devil because people believe in it. Right. So those things can still affect you because there are masses of people that make you believe in it. That's why the dollar and people leaning towards crypto, that's why the dollar is losing value because of crypto, because people's attention has shifted. Mm -hmm. Even if you want to stick to dollars, it ain't going to last that long because people's attention is shifting. Everything is shifting to crypto. And that's where the belief system is going to be. You could still use paper money, but you would have to have so much belief that there becomes a society that functions on that and not crypto. Mm. You have to, you have to contest with it. So it's not that does it work if you don't believe in it? Do you not believe in it more than it believes in trying to get at you? Like, if somebody really wants you spiritually, uh, magically, whatever, if someone really is against you in that way, because that's the most of the time where people say it's not going to affect them. They're like, oh, I don't really believe in it. So you can't, like, hex me or you can't do any of that. Okay. So if somebody who knows that, right, they know that you don't care. What happens if you get a really, really strange message from an account you don't know and it's some weird cryptic something? And it's maybe a few days after or a week after, or maybe you have a dream and you have like the worst dream of your life. Like it's like the, you've never had sleep paralysis before and you suddenly got sleep paralysis and you Mm -hmm. feel like there's this thing that once you create fear, because people can hop in your dreams. So, and that's, you know, and if you get, if you get afraid from that experience, because they were smart enough to get around your boundaries, they're like, oh, they not scared of me. That's fine. I'll come meet them in their dreams to see how scared they really are. And then once you get scared, once you get scared, the hex is in there. It's not about your belief. It's about if you get faced with something, even in your dreams, are you actually so protected mentally or spiritually or whatever that that wouldn't even get to you? Like that, that's happened to me one time. There was a girl who was like putting a hex on me. I woke straight up out of my sleep. Mm-hmm. Like I because I couldn't move and it. I don't get sleep paralysis. I've had night terrors when I was a kid. So I know the difference, but I've never had sleep paralysis. I was laying, I felt like I was laying on a cold floor and this weird puppet creature was walking towards me. And I, I shot up. I was like, oh no, oh no. And I just lit a candle and minded my business. Just because something was trying to get me and I refused to let it. Right. Child, you were happy but spooked out listening to this episode. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I what the fuck is Ebony talking about on this week's episode? I don't... I I just be talking. I be I'm so sorry. Like, cause I know no, it sounds so wild. Real. And I'm from the south, so this is nothing new. Like I heard about things like this, and even just being in New York and like just hearing stories and oh, the spirits walk south. among y'all down south. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> they just walk so in the streets with y'all. Yeah. So is it safe to say that there are different levels to magic? Like, how many levels is it? Oof. There are infinite because we we it transcends the human body right so you can't really now in the human body it depends on how you scale it each different each different system kind of scales it differently me personally i just know it's my purpose in life i'm developing my own system like some of the greats did but that's going to take years of my life but in my mind and what i see repeated a lot and what feels important to me is that main levels there's like 33 you're not really going to get much more than that. And it could be, depending on the system, 10 or 11 or 5 or, you know, or 100. It really does depend on what system you attach yourself to. But in terms of, is there a hierarchy? Certainly. <laughs> and it's, it's actually really big to the point where it's actually arbitrary to try to quantify it. Because that's, that's where people get the whole superior inferior thing mixed up mm-hmm. is because they feel like if they're lower on a hierarchy, that the person above them feels superior to them when really they feel inferior to the person above them. But in magic, there are so many different levels to it where you could be teetering between a lot of them and you really kind of just have to judge it for yourself or get a teacher. I, that's what I think is most important is finding someone who knows more than you and who's a, who has their own system that you can agree with or helps you develop your own 
and helps you assess your rank. Because if you are spiritual as well, your ancestors, your spirits, your deities will help you figure out your rank. Because I couldn't say me that I'm on like level 22 and I have a couple friends that I know on like 27 and there are other people that are like 13. I couldn't say that. But what I could say is most of the people in my community or well, yeah, the witchcraft magic community aren't my peers in terms of magical rank. Maybe in age, technically I'm younger than a lot of them in age, but in rank, I'm above that and I'm very aware of it. And that's where it kind of, you're very aware of where you stand because it, some stuff is initiatory. So Mm -hmm. you can initiate in a different levels of magic. And maybe you could say it's more about how many initiations you have or how many um, systems you're a part of than it is how great your magic is you know Mm -hmm. because someone who has high rank or high favor you know to the most high it don't really matter how much they got they're gonna succeed regardless so I think that would be quantifiably more powerful than somebody who maybe has a lot of initiations but doesn't have that favor you know it's kind of it's weird trying to put regulations on it and I think that's why everybody has leaned on the idea that it's for everybody because that seems the easiest way to break it down but that's not really what that means it just means that it's not really important trying to quantify it as much as it is actually doing it because magic is a thing you do it exists but it doesn't exist in entropy just to entropy Mm -hmm. it doesn't exist for nothing it's like energy can either be created or dispelled magic is just what you do with that energy mm-hmm. how much of it can you generate in a space and how much of it can you send out to do something else so besides faith or this belief what would you say are like the basic things that you need to practice that all right if you want to go the traditionalist route you would want to find a system and maybe be initiated into that system that may be a step you want to do if you're a traditionalist. I'm not, so I'm not going to recommend that if it's not for you. Because some people are really called to that. So, like, if, they, if, they're, if you're called to voodoo or voodoo is calling you, like, it'd be calling me. So, I understand. That's, okay. it's you know, initiate if you can and find somebody authentic to do it. If you can't do that, it's attuning yourself to it. So, you got to tr- start with little things. You just got to prove to yourself that it works. Because it doesn't, it doesn't function on faith like religion does. You don't have to believe in something outside of yourself for it to work. You just have to believe it works. So if you, do, if you start doing little things, like little incantations when you eat food, the same way you bless your food in like Christian um, households, how you pray over your food, say an incantation over your food for it to make you feel a certain way and, see, and you know, watch that work. Like, or for it to fill you, just say, like, just say an incantation that makes, that means fill me up and it will fill you. When you lock your door at night, say an incantation or write a sigil in the air over the lock after you lock it. The door is already locked. So your subconscious can't say, it can't create any doubt because doubt is really the seed that destroys most of the work. Because once you have a lot of that, once you have the doubt removed and you have the belief and then you have the practice, you can really take that as far as you want to take it. Right. So if you start doing little things that are, in your mind, they're mundane. If you make them magical, your life, your mundane life becomes a magical life. And so when you do any other type of magic, your subconscious just believes it works. You don't even have to worry about the belief part because you subconsciously programmed yourself to believe it. Mm-hmm. So that belief isn't even the first part because you can make yourself believe it through time so I guess that um books 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 kindles audiobooks Mm -hmm. books pdfs every like research everything read every perspective of it and don't just read things that are about magic 
because shadow work shadow work is incorporated into witchcraft a lot shadow work is psychology mm-hmm. it's straight psychology we can make it magical you can add magic to it you can sprinkle a little magic in it but it is psychology but it's important for a magic path because carl Jung was an alchemist that's where your research should take you most people don't even know where the connection is they just think that somebody adopted it one day no Carl Jung developed the shadow work formula from the phases of alchemy. And then once you, you learn... Not to cut you off, but can you explain what shadow work is? Because a lot of people may not know what that is. Oh, yeah. Shadow work is the psych- psychological process of diving into your subconscious, dealing with your triggers, dealing with your traumas, addressing them and accepting them into your being so that you can begin the individuation process. I did a master class on this, so that's just, I've regurgitated what I would say or what I said in the class, but it's basically when you assess the parts of yourself that you may have been running from or that you aren't addressing mm-hmm. and face them kind of head on through journaling, through therapy, other types of practices. And it addresses things like, like anger like if you're really aggressive or fear or if you feel lack or just any dark feelings that you have that you kind of throw away and try to pretend like they don't exist or when people say them about you you act like no I'm not like if you're pushing it away that's where stuff that's what the shadow is it's all the stuff you push away so shadow work is addressing those things and so that you can start figuring out who you are as a balanced person because you need your shadow in order to be a whole being Mm. so you know my favorite quote by carl jung is uh god casts a shadow as large as itself Mm. which is which is what most people consider evil so shadow work tends to address the parts of yourself that may have like evil little ideas or like you feel like oh why did i think that like it makes you think about why and where that's connected to and then once you do that you can start turning your personality into a more balanced thing. So you could turn your aggressiveness into assertiveness and you could be more, you know, seen at work because of that. But uh, mm. but before you were just snapping every day and everybody didn't want to be around you. Right. You know, but once you focus it because you're like, oh, I'm angry because I feel like people don't appreciate me. And then you change it and you're like, well, maybe if I just assert myself and I work harder, they'll appreciate me. And I let them know how much I care and I'm aggressive in that way. So you aggressively show how much you care. Maybe it will change things. You don't have to change who you are. That's what shadow work is. You, it's not about changing who you are, getting rid of those things. It's about accepting them and being okay with your dark side because it's part of you and it loves you and you love it. Like, so shadow work is a, it's a really deep thing. It's, it's not as surface level as a lot of online resources will try to make it sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like I was saying, Carl Jung was an alchemist and it's the shadow work phase is the first phase of creating the philosopher's stone or the magnum opus, which is like your great purpose in life. So shadow work is the first part of you becoming like a fully actualized higher conscious being in a way. So what are some cons when it comes to magic? (laughs) (laughs) You talk about the good without the bad, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Overwhelm. One thing most people, for, and I think this is also part of the reason people try to make it really kumbaya and sweet, and they don't really talk about some of the deeper parts of it, is that it can be overwhelming to the point of, like, taking over your personality. Like, magic is something you can very easily become obsessed with because of its versatility and because it morphs to fit you. And you morph to fit it. Because once you realize you can change the literal energy around you, like literally, and then it notices that you're doing it too, because it's also very sentient on its own. So it gets attached to you like a symbiote. And then if you're not a really good host for it, or it's not a good host for you, it doesn't really go well. And there's ways to regulate that, of course, protection, grounding, not doing stuff you shouldn't be doing and dabbling in stuff you ain't ready for. But that's also a risk is, excuse me, 
like I saw there was one time where I saw they tried to hex the moon and I was like oh my god why y'all trying to piss her off right she's so good to us what (laughs) why are you trying to make her mad it was it was it was a lot of people's like it wasn't reddit it was it was like in the community like the community is large like if you go look up witches of instagram or brujas of instagram black witches of instagram um it started on tumblr the first social media group because i was there when it kind of started and that was witches of tumblr but it's a large community and there was a large community of people talking about hex in the moon and it was just ridiculous and then recently there were witches on reddit talking about hex and allah And I said, oh, you done lost? Because my mom is Muslim, so I, and I hang with the gym, so I already know what, what time it was. But right. the, per- the person who said she was doing it said she had an awful experience, that it was like the worst astral travel, that it was dangerous and not to do it without protection. And da-da-da. I'm like, yo, you're going to get fucked up, like fucked right. up, like, because you're not even going to get close to Allah. You're going to have to deal with all them gin first, and you're going to get fucked up. I don't know if you want to know anything about Islam. They're not playing with you. They're not mm. like they're not playing with you, especially them Jin. They're not playing with you. So I, I was confused because I was like, listen, you know how powerful you gotta be to hex a, the the most high? But why would you want to hex the most high? Because of what they were doing in the Taliban. Mm. And I'm just like, yo, people do for their religions and their beliefs what they do. Most people don't don't want to accept that some people are willing to do murder and evil on behalf of what they believe in, and that's okay. You can't really stop that. You want to know why? Because there's so many people who want to do it. You leave them alone. You isolate them so they don't do it to you. And you make and you make pathways for people who don't want to be there to escape. But to be completely honest, like that's how even magic works. That's where it gets a little peculiar, because it do- it doesn't care. It's amoral. It doesn't care about who uses it. And that's part of the dangerous part too. Most of the elites that most people worry about, all the conspiracy theorists, and if you're a conspiracy theorist like me, you know what I'm talking about. But all of the, the, the higher up people, they use magic. And they, mm-hmm. and, they, they, and they do that good shit because they be sacrificing kids and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where you get all the conspiracies. That's why that stuff doesn't make sense when you read it out of context because you don't know it's magic. You're reading it and being like, oh, they don't, there's no way they're eating babies. It's like if you knew how much power came from eating another person's flesh that you're trying to overtake, you know that that's probably what they're doing. So you're saying that that's real? In part. It's not, mm. a, it's, it's not as big as people want it to be, but it's very obviously real. Because if you track it over time and you look at some of the things they do, go, I can't, I don't want to bring it up because I don't want to, I don't want them to fuck up your podcast because I know they do that, but well, yeah, I'll bring it up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, but we're protected. So we're good. So I'm going to just lightly tap dance over it. People who know what I'm talking about, know what I'm talking about, but look up the, the, the place in the Redwood forest in California, the big owl statue. Go look that up. That's a place where, where people had like presidents and stuff have been seen doing rituals. They said they used to take little boys there and do what they do with them. But if you want to know a fun fact, the same statue is on Jeffrey Epstein's island where all them people were going. So I don't think all them people were sexual offenders. I think they were going there to do some other spooky stuff and there just happened to be some questionable things happening to activate the magic. Because regardless of what people want to say, blood activates magic, fear activates magic, Um, stress and group activity. There's a lot of ways to stir it up. It's It's not moral. So trying to attach your little spiritual ideas to it and what you think good and evil is doesn't work because it doesn't care. So when you understand that there are people that high up using things and then you then when you hear that there are the Russian government and the U.S. government have invested in psychic spying. Mm -hmm. That doesn't that that doesn't sound surprising anymore. Because it and also the country was founded using astrology. J.P. Morgan, one of my favorite quotes from him, he says, Millionaires don't use astrologers. Billionaires do. Mm. The Morgan family, one of them elite families, just just for reference. But these people, yes, and own people, the people that own people, they own like people don't think about birth and death certificates. The people who made that up were the Rothschilds, I believe. 
I may be mm-hmm. in that wrong. But the, but and no, it's, um, Jewish family. Yes, and then why would you need, you're keeping track of stock. That's the only reason you need to know when things live and when you die. Because the only reason you ever got a birth chart was when you got your astrology done and you, you know, that was it. And in a, in a tribe, so there was no, there's no need for your birth and death date specifically other than to keep you for stock. And then you would wonder stock for what? And if you remember that magic exists and that dumb motherfuckers use it, then you, then when there, when these kids start going missing and we don't know where they are and they're not turning up in sex trafficking wings, then, then you know where they're going. Mm. It, I don't believe now that whole adrenochrome thing and everything. I don't get that deep into the conspiracy world. What I do say is the kids is being used for something, and it's mm. not, and it's it's not good because we all get a feeling like it's not good. But there's a reason we don't ever find them. There's a reason why these things happen at certain times of the year. There's a reason that the debt for the United States got pushed back. They they were able to make a little amendment and push it back until December when all of the planets aren't retrograde no more. Mm-hmm. but they, they weren't going to make a deal when the planets are retrograde they are going to make a deal when they're not retrograde because they watch astrology too mm. political figures hit up some of the witches that are influencers and we be having to sign NDAs mm. they use magic so but, do you think that's the reason why there's a negative stigma because they don't want people to catch on to what's going on that's <laughs> yeah that's Actually, well, that's because there's like, they don't have some of the innate gifts that some other people on the planet kind of have by birth. And so in order to snuff that out, you get into the mind. It's actually not the reason why magic is demonized as much as it is the reason why everyone's so depressed and always in struggle mode and always have to have a job. Because if you had sat just for a little while, read some things interesting, expanded your mind a little bit, you'd realize that this, what you're living isn't real. And then that would take you somewhere. And magic isn't, isn't far down that rabbit hole. So it keeps the, the society keeps you encumbered. And then on top of that, and to keep you from diving down that rabbit hole when you're at a good part in life, they demonize it just to put it on top. But it's mm-hmm. like a... You know, unfortunately, the people in power, they've done a really, really good job. And I'm, it's, I'm happy I'm getting a platform to actually say this. Like, I can't wait to share this with people. But yeah, because you got my full attention, child. Listen, <laughs> no, nah, because I'm, I'm like you said, we are protected. So. Yes, we, no, we are. And I always my phone is even blessed. So we're good. Like, no, I, I just yeah, we good. But I just I'm so happy I get to say this because. My, one of my friends also talks about this, but the same people that everybody demonizes, the capitalists, the political leaders, the elite and everything, they're doing the magic that nobody's willing to do. You want to know, you want to know a type of magic that most people demonize, for example? Blood magic. You know, how, you know how much blood magic they're doing? Actively, and if you go research, even technically the Christians, I don't want to shame you because my grandfather's a reverend and I love Christian folk. I love church. Jesus loves me, this I know. But you technically are doing a little bit of that every time you do communion. Well, that is, I will agree with that. When you, um, you keep my chance at, what's the word? Go ahead, because I feel like you, you can articulate way better than what I'm trying to do. I do agree with that. Yeah, it's, it's a ritual. You do it once a month. Or more, or on every Wednesday, or whatever. I went to a private Christian school, so we used to do it every Wednesday. And you get kids get excited to be baptized so that they can do communion. It's an initiate, it's an initiatory thing through blood. Mm-hmm. And because blood is life force, blood is is a form of life. So when you deal with more. <laughs> more dangerous interesting types of magic like i'm interested in sometimes blood of something is required and it's like do you want to get it from you do you want to get it from someone else or do you want to get it from something else normally i just use my i use my own i have a Mm -hmm. menstrual and that menstrual is very helpful for me (laughs) you know and i you know have a history with cutting 
But now that I've gotten past that, it's not hard for me to get a little nick off my finger to do it. But imagine the type of magic you're doing when you're using the blood of a lot of people. When you're affecting the blood of a lot of people. Because even then, thinking about the jab, when you're infecting the blood of a lot of people, you're inputting a program into it. Because you can look at magic like you look at computers if you want. I like to. It's a it's a code. It's gonna put it's injecting a code or ejecting it if they're taking blood from you. And then using all that energy, because life is a very powerful energy, it can't be created or dispelled. They use that and then do whatever. And that's where a lot of people get the adrenochrome thing from. Because they think, you know, they're just like they cause fear and then as much as possible, they put them through horrible experiences and then um do what they gotta do. I personally I don't I don't know about all that. And you would think that me, the way I sound, that I would, but I don't, I don't know about all that because I think that magic don't work the way regular people seem to think it work. A lot of these beings and stuff, these people are paying a debt that they can't fulfill. That's really the problem. And that's why everything is crumbling apart because they can't fulfill their end of the duck bargain. And it's even showing up in our world. We have an actual debt that we can't fulfill and we're just pushing off. It's, it's everything is connected. Have, with, with the deals that they've made to get this country, not just to get this country, but to get this whole half of the world. Think about that. I'm a history buff. European people went everywhere and did the same nut shit everywhere they went. <laughs> people, people don't talk about because people say, oh, Asian people are racist to blacks. You know that they went to Asia and did what they did to black people first? Mm-hmm. They went over there, bombed their people, infiltrated their own society, and told their people to kill their own people, who, and, and they listened. And then you wonder why they look at us the way we do. They made them look at their dark-skinned people the way they did. You know, look at the Boxer Rebellion and stuff like that. I'm not going to, you know, dive into all the history, but they went to Asia and did that. They went to South America and did that. Gave them disease and everything. Fuck the Native Americans. Mm. And they didn't deserve that. And the Native Americans cursed this land that they was on, too. That's the reason why it's never really held them, why we keep having all these problems whenever they want to set up camp somewhere or build something new. Because the land don't the, the land don't want them here. And they made deals. They made a lot of contracts, which they talk about in history, but they don't talk about them like magic contracts. But that's okay. They hide things in plain sight. Because the thing about magic is you have to get people to agree with it. So you have to talk about it publicly or, or else it's not as strong. But basically, white people, just white people everywhere, they had nothing, (laughs) stole from everybody, and then Mm -hmm. turned everybody against everybody. And then it makes you wonder, how did they get the whole Western side of the world and technically every other country to follow in their nut-ass footsteps? It makes you wonder how it's even possible because Mm. it's not it, it, it doesn't make sense. They would have been fallen by now. And the U.S. of Pluto return is coming up in the next two years. So we'll see how we stand. But honestly, it's they just messed up. They made deals that they couldn't fulfill. They don't have they don't have any of the gifts that they need to actually do the things that they want to do, which is why they steal from all the most gifted races in the, in the planet. Because they can't do it themselves. They make it artificial and then they show it to their their idea of whatever this creator is, even if it's just themselves, even if they're so egotistical that God is just an emanation of a white man, whatever. Like they bring this artificial intelligence, say, hey, look, I was able to do what you did. And it's mm-hmm. like, and God looking at them like, you're going to never be able to do what I did. That's not going to earn you any more time because magical contracts don't last forever they last for long periods of time maybe thousands of years which is how long all people on the earth have been oppressed by this alien race but because that's something i do believe i don't know if you want to go down that rabbit hole but i don't i don't think i think they're from a different place you gotta think about it yeah think about it they not acclimated to the sun no, they really can't. They get sun poisoning. Every other race, mm-hmm. it doesn't happen. They get sun poisoning. They get diseases that everybody else can get. And then, it's, then they transfer it. Every bi- When you say biracial, what are you talking about? What and what? It's always what and what. White and something. 
-hmm. It's never anything else, even though we know there are tons of other biracial people. When you hear biracial, they're the, uh, the race that is mixing. Everybody else is technically the same race if we go all the way back. So, like, they couldn't do anything. Their brains not evolved right. Some about them ain't, ain't, ain't the same. It, I, I don't know. Like, they're the only, they're the, like, even Asian people, very big on manifest destiny and they had conquering tendencies and everything. They didn't try to conquer the world. Some of the greatest societies, none of them tried to conquer the world. But what the Europeans do the minute they got a little bit of irrigation? <laughs> Once they realize, you know what? We don't have to shit on the streets anymore. Because these, these natives helped us figure out that we can like make little systems and not have that. Even though in London, hundreds of years later, we're still going to be shitting on the streets. That's fine. Like, they, they just not really up to par with the planet itself and it makes you wonder are we all descended from monkeys or is it just y'all you know like because it's just really questionable because everything they do doesn't make sense to what they've done in the past yeah i ain't so, gonna lie when i seen no storm capitol hill i said yeah these niggas is wild <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie because i'm a two-sided person y'all gonna get two sides from me i'm y'all gonna be confused about how i really feel about things i I don't commend them for that because that was trash what they did for the reasons they did it. But what I will say is I wish black people had that energy. Mm. That that capital wouldn't be there no more. At least a digger would be in it. Excuse my language. I said negus, N-E-G-U-S, kings, or nagas. You know, but you know, y'all know what I'm saying. Like one of us could have been there. Mm. You know, like I have a I'm a very, very anti-government person. So in my mind, I'm looking at them like, man, I wish some of that energy would transfer. I wish they wasn't the only ones frustrated. God damn it. I guess in a, in a lot of ways, we've been oppressed to not have that energy, to be the bigger person, yeah. to do a whole bunch of other things. I don't want to get killed. Right. Man, it's a war. People die. Them white people not afraid to get killed. And also, if you're black, you should know that you don't die. Your little yeah. body disappears. But you don't go nowhere. Your body, you're not done when your body's done, even if you're Christian and you don't believe in the magic stuff and everything. Where's just your soul goes somewhere, doesn't it? You're not dead. Your body is dead. So why do you fear death? That's the, that's the problem. Because the white people don't fear death. They don't fear anything. That's the reason why they do magic that nobody else is going to do. Is they don't fear anything. But the things that they're attesting to and those creatures, those beings are much bigger than than comprehension. And I will understand fear with the ones that they're dealing with. But that's what they function on. They function on fear. So they're not afraid of anything. And I that is the reason why they are willing to do things that our people aren't willing to do. Because our people are afraid and they've been taught to be afraid. Of not just them, but of death itself. Mm. Like, no, there's, there's not enough people, I don't feel, I, with all of this, this spiritual enlightenment and all of us returning to our ancestors and returning to ourselves. I love that. I really do. You know what I mean? Like, it inspired me because I was always more magical than I was, you know, kind of spiritual. I was always questionable spirit, spiritually. So, you know. African practices coming into my life and indigenous practices coming into my life has changed me. So I'm never going to talk shit on that. But what I will say is that it would be great if some of those people who believe in their ancestors so much now and talk about their ancestors and venerating them or the Orishas or Ifa or Vodou or whatever you're interested in, I wish they would be as energetic to not shame their ancestors now that they figured it out. Because everybody acting like they haven't figured it out. You know about your ancestors now, avenge them. Or are you just going to keep sitting and waiting for a white man to help you? Who ain't never helped you and don't want to help you. And is going to use you to get more power if you let it. Because that's the way that the universe, it's not moral. You want to wake up you want to die in this body and then wake up maybe a hundred years from now 
and all your people are slaves again because you decided not to do something when you could have? Because you figured it out. You figured out that there was something else that you don't have to be afraid of death. You don't have to be afraid of them. Why are you still sitting on your house playing 2K? We got all the people want to want to know why all these kids are fighting in schools and why there's more killing in the streets. That's because there's warriors being born and they don't know what to do with it. Mm. You can't stifle that. You, you're not then People are not going to be able to stifle that. And with the world we're living in, it's only agitating it. The white people know that that's what's happening. So what are they doing? They're turning them towards each other so that they kill each other off. But what if the what if them little soldiers had something to do? Because a lot of the people who went to war was young. And they was willing to go. They were more willing than older folks who were attached to their lives. All these people in Chirac. I'm in Philly. So you know I know. But Chirac, Atlanta, on the West Coast, Miami, Florida, just all them places. What if they had something to do? What if they had an actual enemy to turn the guns at? Because they got them. But we don't want to think about that. We don't want to think about actually liberating our people and what it actually requires of us because we've grown comfortable with the life that they gave us. Because people are internally admitting to themselves, I'm not ready to let it go. But all them young, all them young boys in the street, they ready to let it go in the right way. <laughs> they ready to let it go. And I, me personally, I would be right there with them. If it was if it was for a noble cause, because me, a lot of people know if they know me personally, but like Hinduism is 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 very, 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 very big in my life. I'm a Kali devotee and Shiva devotee, but like in the Mahabharata, when Krishna is talking to Arjuna, and Arjuna's like, yo, I don't want to kill my cousin because he's in this, he's in this war and him and his cousins are about to go to war. And he's like, I don't want to go to war because if I kill my family, I'm going to get bad karma. Because that's what the priest taught. That's not what karma means, though. Karma just means action. It doesn't mean good or bad. So Vishnu trying to convince him to do what he got to do because this is part of a prophecy. So he has to do it one way or the other. So he's trying to convince him. And Vishnu says to Arjuna, I don't, I'm not going to get this perfectly right. So, you know, don't check me. I haven't read the, the Mahabharata in a minute. But I've killed 40 million men yesterday and I'll kill 40 million more tomorrow to deities to the the most high to your spirit death doesn't mean anything it's just a part of a cycle and a lot of the people the elites and everything they know those things that's why they use things like death and fear and everything to get power because they know it works. They're willing to throw themselves at the Capitol building because they made a statement so big that niggas ain't stopped talking about it yet. Cause if you really, <laughs> cause if you really wanna, if you really wanna get rid of something, you give it no attention. That's what the Asian people do. You just shun it. You blackball it to the point where nobody will even look at you. Put all of their faces out and nobody look at them in public. That would make more of a point than posting it on every news channel. But you know why they do? Because they did what they were supposed to do. They incited the fear. That's the magic part. Because people, because everything is kind of magical if you want to look at it that way. People thought they weren't going to do it. They said, now nah, we're going to do it. And now they're scared they're going to do it again. They keep talking about it so much to keep people from trying to do it again. Because mm -hmm. you know who would be next would be us. This concludes part one of I Use Magic. I really do hope that y'all enjoyed this week's episode. Part two will be dropping very soon. So as always, thank you so much for supporting. And until next time, everyone, later. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.